Actress Jennifer Lawrence was discovered when she was just 14 years old. It happened while she was in New York City with her family on vacation. Some talent scout stopped her on the street and offered her a job. Now, what's the crazy lesson in the story? Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Basically, it's the old right place, right time. You know, it was in New York City, obviously a place where there's a lot happening. And luckily, she was on the right corner in the right time and she was on vacation with her family. Now, what's the lesson there? Obviously, that being in a place where there's a lot happening, especially where the things are happening that you want to happen, which for her was becoming an actress and for you guys are watching is meeting beautiful ladies. So it can be really beneficial to think logically, okay, where should you spend most of your time if you want to automatically get more success with women? Now, Steve Jobs obviously grew up in the Silicon Valley and he called the co-founder of HP, you know, one of the biggest computer companies in the world. And he asked him for spare parts because he was building uh, an electronical device. So they had a phone call for like 20 minutes. And then in the end of it, the co-founder of HP didn't just send him the parts that he wanted for free. He also offered him an internship at that prestigious computer company. So that's another amazing example of, you know, if Steve Jobs would have grown up in Ohio or in a small town in Austria, it would have been so much harder to get to the level where he was. That proximity to tech and to founders and that whole energy in the area obviously helped a lot to get things off the ground really fast. So Steve Jobs wanted to be a tech founder and build computers. You want to be more social, more open and meet more women. So you should also think, where is the place that enables you to reach those kind of goals? Well, you are lucky. This is what this video is about. I've been for many, many years doing street approaching and coaching seduction in many cities. And in this video, I want to share with you what are the three best and the three worst places to do approaching seduction and meet beautiful ladies. So what makes a good city for day game? First of all, you want to have a lot of foot traffic. Of course, the girls who we want to approach, they are on their foot. You know, they're not locked in in their car uh, or in airplanes or in trains. So you want to have a place where people are walking, right? There's places like Barcelona, Budapest, London, New York, where there's people walking everywhere. You know, they even pride themselves in walking everywhere. There's other cities like Dubai, Los Angeles and so on, which we get to later, where you need a car to get to anywhere. And that also leads into, you need a city where the weather is pretty good most of the time. You know, cities like Dubai, it's just hot all year round, basically. Eight or nine months of the year, people are inside using AC all the time. They don't even want to leave the house. There's other places that are just always cold. So or it's always raining, which also blocks people from being on the street, relaxing, and so on. Now, if you add on the food traffic, also a city that has big parks, a lot of green areas where people not only walk in, but also relax. Maybe they read a book, maybe do the sports class there. Uh, maybe they just, you know, have a walk with a friend or go for an ice cream. That's really cool because that way you can meet people who are not always rushing to work or rushing to there or doing their groceries and errands, but they also are outside on their feet relaxing, enjoying, and being 
open to having a longer form conversation. Now, especially for beginners, that foot traffic thing is super important. Uh, at the beginning, you're going to make certain mistakes. You know, you really want to have a lot of opportunities and you want to have kind of the luxury of being able to mess up a little bit. So the more people that just pass by, the easier it will become for you to really turn it into a habit, to approach as many girls as you need to become comfortable with it, uh, to try different things out, to try social freedom exercises and so on. Now, if we talk about areas in a city, it can be great if you find an area that combines things like parks, which I already mentioned, university campuses, and certain like metro hubs where a lot of different metro lines or bus lines coming together. Because if you combine all those three or maybe two out of those three elements, it will mean that a lot of people are drawn to that area and they're like waiting there, they're meeting friends there. You know, you will meet girls who are waiting for their friend and you can approach them. Or you meet people who are, you know, on their way home from work or transitioning from one part of the town to another part of the town. And that combination is like super, super useful. So you want to have a city where obviously there is students uh, and they're using public transport and where public transport is developed really well. Because again, if everybody locked in their cars, then it will be really hard to approach. So a very key factor that gets added on top of all that is cities with tourists versus cities where there's not a lot of tourists. Now, tourists are amazing because they are in a whole different mood than the usual residential people, right? They're here for a couple of days or a week. Uh, they're usually in a good mood. They don't have like a strict schedule during the day. They're open to try things out. They're open to meet new people. They're open to having crazy experiences and, you know, saying yes to a crazy date or going home with you. So ideally choose a city that not only has only people who live there or only students, if there's tourists in a town, it will be uh, making it way easier to seduce girls and will give you way more different experiences. So with all those factors combined, here's my three choices of which cities are the best to do approaching in day game. Number one on the list, in no particular order, is Prague. Now Prague is amazing because there's always a lot of tourists, even all year round, you know, because of the openness of the city and the big river and the beautiful bridges. Uh, and the architecture in general and kind of the cultural aspect of it. And I guess being pretty central in Europe and I guess pretty safe, it draws a lot of tourists in. So that's a great place for you to approach. On top of that, Czech women are, you know, pretty open. In general, it's a quite open scene there. There's strip clubs, there's porn is allowed there. I'm not saying you should, you know, it's you go there to approach strippers and porn stars. In general, just a culture and to society will be more open to guys approaching, to you approaching, to you saying hi, to you suggesting things than a super conservative culture. Now it's also quite open, so there's not a lot of cars in certain areas, nice foot traffic. If you've been to Prague, you know what I mean. If you haven't been to Prague, you should go. The only downside is that a lot of guys, especially from Germany and England and so on, come to do their bachelor parties there. So that's like groups of six or 10 or 15 dudes running through the street, being drunk, being obnoxious, you know, trying to connect to girls, but in a really bad way. So some girls are really on the edge about tourists already, but if you are calibrated, if you know how to approach well, you know, if you 
clearly give out a presence of being relaxed and especially not drunk, like sober and just charming, it can give you an edge on the other hand as well. So if you're not a total beginner, there can be actually an advantage for you. Next on the list is my favorite city because I had so many good experiences in that city and it's Barcelona. Obviously, it's in Spain, so that makes the weather pretty much perfect all year around. You know, it never gets really cold. July and August, it's pretty hot, but that's okay because Spanish people are used to it. Now, similar to Prague, many open streets, many pedestrian areas, you know, little shop areas where people just walk to to get their stuff. Then the crazy thing about Barcelona is it's connected to a beach. So you literally walk from the street directly to the beach. You know, you don't need to use any public transport to get there. So there you can have people who are sunbathing and enjoying the beautiful weather. Then next to that, you have people getting drunk during the day. And then in the middle, you have people shopping and enjoying, you know, a beer inside the city. So, so many good emotions. And of course, insane amounts of tourists in Barcelona. Can be quite overwhelming if you live there, because often I have to spend like five, six weeks there to coach. But as a day gamer and a guy who wants to talk to as many girls as possible, it is really perfect. It also attracts people from all over the world. I've met Russian models in Barcelona. I've met Americans in Barcelona. I've met Mexicans and Latinas in Barcelona. Uh, you meet really people from all over the world there who are not only tourists, but also come there to study and work and get a job or just, you know, explore for a couple of months. Of course, the movie Vicky Cristina Barcelona plays in Barcelona. So a lot of girls have like romantic fantasies of coming there and meeting a charming guy and maybe having their first threesome. So that adds on top of everything as well. Last one is Budapest. Uh, that's where I started my early day game career, so to say. And it's great mainly because of the logistics. So again, it's in the center of Europe, you know, draws in different people, also a lot of tourists, but especially the layout of the city is what makes it amazing. Uh, there's a center place called Deag, and next to it is a huge park. Next to that, there's a shopping street. Next to that, there's one or two major uh, metro stations and where all the buses come together. And then around that is basically three or four universities. So it's, I guess, like one square kilometer or actually smaller area where everything is happening and everybody's crossing through there. So it really makes it super easy to meet a lot of girls. Now, Budapest, you know, a lot of people are aware of that fact and they do day game there. So it can be sometimes smart to not be in the very center of that city to day game because there's certain parts that are, you know, almost overdone by now and girls are already reacting to you even trying an approach. But again, if you're good at what you're doing, if you're calibrated, if you don't come across as a day gamer who's doing 20 approaches a day, uh, which comes with time and calibration, it's a great spot. Also great about this whole area is that when the sun goes down and it becomes night, it turns from this like shopping area and busy transport area into the crazy night party drinking area. So you can almost start, you know, day gaming there at 5 p.m. and stay out till 10 and you will get all those different moods and vibes and different people. So that makes it really fun to stay out for many, many hours. Now, Budapest also has cheap and pretty good universities. So there are a lot of girls from surrounding countries coming to Budapest to study. You know, Budapest is next to Austria. It's in the EU and it's a great location. It's basically in the heart of Europe. So... That leads to a lot of international tourists coming to Budapest, which is great as well.
Now let's talk about CDs that some people might think they're good for day game, but they're actually really not. First on the list is LA, right? LA, Hollywood has a great reputation. A lot of songs been written about it, like Sunshine, Famous People, Walk of Fame, Venice Beach, beautiful sunset areas. But the reality is LA, Los Angeles is huge. It's so big and super expensive. So to move there will, first of all, drain your wallet. Second of all, it wastes so much time in traffic. And it's one of those cities, like I mentioned before, where you need a car to get anywhere. There's no good public transport, which means you don't have those hubs where people come together. You need to spend 50 or $100 to get from anywhere to anywhere. And it takes like an hour and if the traffic is good, otherwise it takes two or three hours. And there's just not a lot of people around, you know? You're basically then in a big concrete jungle where you hope to see women, but really you can't. There's more negative things about LA. One of them is because of the high taxes, a lot of people are just left, you know? So it's actually a bit of a dying city. Maybe people who only see LA in movies don't see that so much. Then it's still the dream of many places who want to make it, who want to make it into showbiz, right? This whole culture is of comparison and tracking. Oh, how can this guy help me? How can this guy help me? What is he worth to me? And so on. So it's really a very status-driven city, very like influencer and how many followers you have and can you get me into that party and are you even cool, you know, and what shoes are you wearing? Uh, which just takes out the whole beauty and romance of connecting and meeting people. So... It's definitely a, a city that probably was amazing 10, 20, 30 years ago, but now is just on the way down. So the next one is a bit controversial because it's a beautiful city, you know, on paper, it's the positive things I talked about, which is food traffic and parks and uh, good public transport. Uh, and I'm talking about Amsterdam. Uh, but the problem is it's almost too spread out. There's too much food traffic in the whole city, you know, there's not like one center where people meet and do their shopping and quickly have an ice cream. It's like everywhere a little bit. On top of that, there's a lot of rivers and then it, that spreads it out even more. Then, you know, as you know, Amsterdam is kind of the city of bikes. So actually the foot traffic turns into bike traffic and it's way harder to stop a girl on a bike and it's kind of weird and, you know, they're really going somewhere then. And yeah, it's just not a great city to get a lot of traffic. Sure, if you are, you know, an occasional day gamer because you've really honed your skill over one or two years and now you just do it if you really have to because you see really a great girl. Amsterdam can be a great city. There's beautiful girls there for sure. You know, usually all the Dutch beautiful girls move to Amsterdam in their study years and university and so on. But if you are in the beginner phase and you just really want to get in your several hours of approaching and dozens of girls per week or per month, it's probably not the best choice for you. On top of that, you know, for me as a shorter guy, when I was in Amsterdam, I felt really small. So all the dudes are really tall. The women are really tall. Dutch people, I think statistically, I have to, didn't look it up, but it seems like they are the tallest people in Europe, which kind of makes them one of the tallest people on earth. So if you're not over six foot, you are probably on the shorter side there. The controversial part about this is that Amsterdam has such a party image. You know, people go to the party to take drugs, to smoke weed, coffee shops. Wow, must be a great place to have fun, right? But not really. It's kind of like polarizing the tourists from the 
from the residents. The residents are a bit like afraid or annoyed or fed up with, you know, people slowly being high on the street or basically treating their whole city as a weird club. So it's not what you think it is. It really doesn't help make a connection with people who live there. You don't want to only talk to tourists and usually people who go there come in groups to get really high for a weekend and then they leave again. So number three on the list of really not that great cities today game, even though you might think there are, is London. And the problem with London, you know, obviously it's a beautiful city and it's big and there's a lot of people living there and uh, some international models even moved there. The real problem with London is it has been corrupted by money. Obviously, it's one of the finance capitals of the world. There's a lot of finance bros there. There's a lot of guys there. A lot of guys study there, work there, work hard, party hard. That's kind of the vibe of the city. So the problem is that there's a lot of money in the city and a lot of masculine energy that have the money and then they want to spend the money to get girls. So it kind of loses the whole romance. It's very like club-driven crazy cocaine parties you know a lot of people who basically want to buy girls to come for dinners come to the club and that ruins the expectations of women as well in the sense of she's expecting you to pay for her uber 100 pounds each way pay for a 200 pound date because you know if not you she could do that with someone else maybe even pay her to show up if it's like a longer night where she has to stay out. All of that kind of makes it really poisonous, artificial, and yeah, just hard again to make a beautiful real connection if you compare that to cities like Barcelona, Lisbon, where people are there to have a walk, to chill, they're more open, they're in nature, you know, they're here to to go to the beach and just be with their friends and have a beer. Versus London, where it's like club, 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 cocaine, cocaine, money, money, um, big cars, crazy bottle shows, and so on. You see how you really don't want to be in that environment too much. And you probably don't even want to date those kind of girls who are really attracted to that. So, you know, that's my opinion on London. On top of that, let's be honest, English girls, uh, no offense, they're not the most beautiful girls in the world. There is many places where you will probably have a way higher percentage of approachable girls per hundred uh, on the streets. Now, there's good districts in London, there's Oxford Street, there's other like cool hipster streets and places with nice cafes where just cool friendly people go to. So it's not all bad. It's obviously a bad, big, big city. So maybe I just haven't explored those areas yet. But in general, that was my impressions from the times I was there. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.